You are listening to 40-something podcast with Valley and the Vig. And now, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40-something podcast. Vig, how the hell are you on this Monday, March 1st, where spring is springs in the air a little bit? Yeah, I think there is some sort of, uh, it's like a, we're inching into spring now. It's not, of course, official. That's not till March 21st, but today does mark some sort of uh, astronomical move into, into the springtime season. So, I mean, out here in Denver, Colorado, we got bright skies and it's looking great. We're going to get into the mid fifties today. So hopefully we're, you know, keep trying to say, let's, uh, let's, let's turn the corner here. Let's, let's start to look forward to some positive thinking here. And uh, let's, let's start to, to look back on the negative as something that's in the past. Absolutely. And I wanted to kind of talk about some positivity. We don't get a lot of positive news these days. But we both just got an email from one of our favorite music festivals, and they rescheduled summer camp. They actually rescheduled it, summer camp music festival out of Chillicothe, Illinois. They rescheduled it from Memorial Day weekend, which it typically has been, and they moved it to August 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So let's get into this because this is one of the biggest jam band festivals out there. And so let's kind of get in to some positivities because with that reschedule, he also sounded extraordinarily optimistic. And Vig, what is your reaction to the possibility of this happening? Sure. I think the possibility of this happening is quite probable. Really. I think it will happen. And this is going to mark uh, the first of a lot of this starting to really start to pick up speed and rolling out. I feel that we're headed towards a herd immunity quicker than what the, uh, American physicians out there are trying to lead on to it, and thus the American media are trying to lead on. I think, I think we're going to be moving faster into this direction where we can start have live live events that are at 50, 80 percent capacity. Uh, I know Red Rocks out here just filed with the city and county of Denver to have an 80 percent capacity at their concerts uh, this summer, starting in July. So I would look at that really as as a as as a as, a, as where we want to be in July. Um, and start to maybe plan things based off of that. And really get in line for your vaccine. If you feel comfortable with it, if you believe in it, um, I'd say go ahead and get it. Really, I think that's just going to continue this. Or if you want to just sit on the sidelines and wait for all this to kind of go bad and we'll get herd immunity that way, that's up to you too. But uh, either direction, I I really feel that we're moving in the right direction. And that's that's what I was preaching and and hoping for, even in some of our earlier podcasts back in the the winter that we would be getting at this point. Absolutely. And and as you you mentioned previously with the Ticketmaster announcements and all these things and uh, Summer Camp Music Festival for you scampers out there. And we are both veterans at Scamp. They moved. They had a very optimistic email i got from them i don't know if you saw it i you probably yeah. got it. i was thinking very optimistic it basically it basically said we are rescheduling it to my birthday weekend they didn't say tj i'm steve valley i forgot uh they didn't say steve valley's birthday actually steve valley's birthday is july 4th but oh, our friend tj duddy try to bring that back um our friend tj duddy birthday weekend is now summer camp 
And they basically said it looks really good. That's the vibe I got. We have some really exciting and positive news is coming out. So, yeah, so they, they did move it to that weekend. The lineup for that does look sick. And I was debating it myself, especially if there isn't like a whole lot of touring going on, but there is that one thing going on. I'd say like there is the music festival to see everybody that we're into this summer. And they'll, they'll have it that weekend. Um, so I, I was debating it because you can put a ticket on layaway. You can pay $80 a month leading up to that. It's uh, for a, for a, for a, for a festival ticket and a VIP upgrade with the Red Barn stuff, it is five hundred and forty dollars. That's that's worth it. If you've ever gone summer camp, and if you haven't done VIP, you're not doing summer camp. No offense, there is a very shady, disgusting character that resides in the common folk in the summer camp world, and you people know who I'm talking about because we always buy our heroin and Molly from them. Anyway. Not heroin oh. jokes. Jokes, folks. Jokes. Sure. Sure. That doesn't happen. Not with us, it does anyway. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't really know anybody going, which is kind of holding me back, but I might just do a solo chip there and see who I can come, who I can find there, uh, do it that weekend. Um, well, let's talk about this. Kelly Williams and I, I did mention it to her in passing yesterday. Hey, do you want to go to summer camp for, for, my, for TJ's birthday? And she didn't say no, but we do have a planned trip for the gorge in September. So it would be between the two because they're too close together. Oh, yeah. So we well, would have to figure that we've already invested some money in the gorge. So that, that would be it, but that is definitely intriguing to us as well. Something that Kelly Williams and I will talk about later today. So, all right, folks, you just see maybe a, a birth of a return to summer camp. For Valley and the Vig, it's been nine years for me. And what? Was it five years for you? Four years? Four years for me. I was in 2017. And honestly, a great year that year. Um, I was actually rolling with a crew from Wisconsin that year. And uh, good party, good party crew. We were hanging out in the RV uh, area most of the uh, weekend. And um, Humphreys came and brought it. Primus was good. The uh, the Lennon uh, Claypool Delirium played, uh, opened up for Primus also. But we did get that classic rain that came in Friday night and flooded everything out for the most part. So uh, the Primus uh, gig was kind of a slop pit um, and, and usual. But, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of put that into into play when you go to these things that that really you're going to get some sort of messiness throughout the weekend these days, especially with uh, our climate change uh, uh, initiatives that are going on these days. Uh, you know, it's just, we have, we live in a different world, so you're going to get the weather. Yeah. Oh no. It's, it's, I think someone said this always sunny, always windy and raining, always a little fucking summer camp. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> a little play on our Colorado conversation. All right. Um, summer camp is, is weather is very, I mean, it's the funny thing. Summer camp is a festival that, if you're lucky, you'll have a moderate weekend. This is if you, this is what you want. This is what everyone wants. But summer camp, you don't get moderate. The only time you get moderate if it's overcast all weekend, but it doesn't rain, or you only get a couple showers. That was one summer camp I did. It rained heavily at the end of the week at the end of the weekend on Sunday night. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. It's but summer camp is either a shit show with the rain. Or it is 95 degrees and it's unbearable, especially, you know, by the time you're hitting Sunday for Mo, it's Sunday night. It is 
really tough to last four days in that heat. It is really hard. Something else to look at. So with uh, the lineup with summer camp this year is three days of Mo, three days of Humphreys McGee, Ween, two sets of Joe Russo is almost dead. Billy Strings, three, six mafia sound tribe sector. Nine. Wait, 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 wait. Dipper. Go ahead. Oh, how many? That's two days of J-Rad? Two sets of J-Rad. Okay, so probably will be okay. So maybe they'll probably be in the barn one night. I would assume it's possible. I, so the, the the late nights haven't been announced yet because they need to still try to confirm everybody that um, is going to be on this. But the majority, if not all, uh, the artists are going to be able to make this. So the record company Yodo Twiddle. Um, Break Science, Boombox, Dopapod, Everyone's Orchestra, Keller Williams, uh, Big Something, Andy Frasco in the UN, Banyan, Cycles, um, The Works, Spafford, Sun Squabby, Ryan Montablue Band, Papadozio. Um, should I go on? I mean, that's, and then, then you start getting into some of the, the bottom tier bands. I, I've actually not. Uh, I haven't heard of some of these, but Family Groove Company, uh, the Rainbow Seekers. Oh, of you course, don't know about uh, Family Groove Company? I actually have not. I think. Uh, Are you I've kidding me? You're not a scamper, then you son of a bitch. Family Groove Company. I'm trying to think if I've. They're yeah, staples, like brother. They're yeah, staples. My homegirl Janice is the bass player from there. She's an awesome buddy. She's uh, not super close with her, but we are friendly. And great lady, phenomenal bass player, great performer. They are staples. I've seen them several times at summer camp. They're they're kind of where before they broke up, cornmeal was. That's how okay. they, they have been doing summer camp, I think, for at least 18 years. So they've been consummate professionals there. They always are back. They always put do some they always do something crazy. One year they did a big Lebowski show where they all dressed up like the characters and actually played some music from this is before a lot of people were even doing that now it's kind of a thing that people do um they played all of the songs from the big lebowski dressed up as the character so you had walter as the guitar player the dude was the, the keyboard player the bass player was uh, i forget her name um bass player from the bass player from Family Group Company was okay. playing Maud. Was her name Maud? The love interest. <clears throat> the very strong woman who used the word vaginal. Vaginal. So they did that. And then I think the drummer was Jesus. So nobody fucks with the Jesus. So they did that. Then they also did an Eminem song where the bass player came out and actually rapped. Like she was Eminem, dressed up like Eminem from the song that she was doing. So Family Groove Company, that was late night. So Family Groove Company is an absolute staple for all of those of you who aren't familiar. They are fun. They are groovy. They are fantastic musicians. So I can't put those guys over enough. And that lineup, Vic, holy shit. I mean, it's not a surprise. Yeah. It's not a surprise. I tried to put them as a bottom tier band, you know, because they, well, they were the they were in the grouping that was the third grouping down on the lineup. They're list, not big, so. yeah. They're but, uh, regional to the Illinois area. That's why they're so popular there. And that's why they're in summer camp all the time because that's their home base. They're in, they're in the Midwest and they all still reside there and they still play shows there. I, I think they're all doing their own thing. I don't think they are. They're certainly actually, certainly now with COVID, they're not touring, but I, they were not very, they're not touring anymore. I think they've all kind of gotten over that. They were a national act for a couple of years, but they pretty much stay regional, but they do summer camp every single year. 
Fantastic. We sure gave him a nice plug here on the 40s podcast and also with Summer Camp Music Festival. Uh, this time going to be taking place on uh, the 19th, 20th, 21st and 22nd, 2021 Chillicothe, Illinois. That one is going to be a banger. And uh, you may end up seeing the guys from the 40 something podcast there. Um, and uh, that actually kind of even leads us into we got we got some big announcements that will be coming up here soon. Uh, we're starting to, to talk with some people and as some things are coming back around, you might just see us out and about at your your local uh, festival coming up uh, that would be planned and would go off. Because uh, honestly, I think we're headed back into some good we're in a, we're headed in a good direction here. So I, I really think that uh, as things become more positive, more of what we used to do is going to be coming back. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I'm just looking at this. I mean, you got two sets of Joe Russo's. By the way, Billy yeah. Strings, he has climbed up that ladder extraordinarily quickly. Sure. And just coming off a, uh, I think it was like a six night run at the cap where he did a live stream um, and was, was playing each night, had a bunch of guests. And uh, I haven't seen much of it, so I can't really speak to it. But uh, I had heard that some of the stuff he was dropping there was was great, was pure magic. So Neil Francis is going to be there. That's a big name out there, kind of doing that whole yeah. thing. That was a guy that was really starting to, to kill it, uh, you know, leading into the to the slowdown and the lockdown of the, of the pandemic. Uh, he had a tour that was going to be coming through. Uh, Colorado here up in Longmont at Left Hand Brewing. Um, and I don't know if that still stands at a later date or what, but uh, that would have been something to check out. And uh, yeah, New France is going to be at summer camp. Champion names are so fucking stupid sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you have to, you have to, you have to think about it. Um, you know, what, what goes into a band name? It has to represent, you know, what's going on in their head a little bit, right? So. Yeah, I mean, there's some really weird names here. You mean porn and chicken? Porn and chickens one. Woke Zan. What is that? That might that might be cool, actually. Red wanting blue. Now, Steady Flow, I noticed they're playing. Those guys, I actually hung out with them uh, here in Colorado. They were doing a tour in 2017 uh, during the summer through some of the mountain towns. It was Crescent Butte and Telluride. Also in Grand Junction, I check those guys out. They do a little bit of a hip hop, jazz um, flow. They're from nearby Peoria, Illinois. And they're they're going to be, of course, they've been staples at, at summer camp too, uh, uh, leading up to this next one that'll be taking place in August. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's going to be looking fun. It's going to be back in, and I tell you what, summer camp has always it's never an issue. With summer camps lineup, though, that is always a heavy, heavy hitted lineup. They don't have those really, really high grossing acts, which is why I think they keep it like that. Yeah. The two headliners are Umphreys and Mo. They do it for certainly a reduced rate because then you can go out and get these bands like nationally bands that have been around for years that are pretty penny, like Ween. They don't break the bank, though. Ween's not ridiculously expensive. Sure. Ween's a yeah. lot cheaper than Dead and Company yeah, or Fish. Yeah, have these huge underground followings also is really what kind of leads a lot of these bands into into the lineup and, and just into popularity is among they would uh, not really have any top 40, um, you know, type hits or, you know, getting that type of airplay, but they would have uh, fans that could actually stand much larger and, and in some in some regards to some of these bands that get uh, get some popularity on the on the mainstream radio and in Rolling Stone or 
Yeah, and, then, and it also just uh, to even continue a little bit of more summer camp, it's not just the music that's great. The what the logistics is great. You're never really that far. The music is fantastic, and it really goes a long time. It goes to four or five in the morning. That uh, last night in the VIP tent, usually Willis does a set where he goes about eight or nine hours. Some he's gone to the sun comes up typically every single year. At least he was when I was still doing it. He's a little older now, but he seems like he's in great shape. Um, sure. Just Wade Willis of of Wiley's uh, DJ outfit, uh, nailing it. Oh, Willis is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he at that point in time, it's just the the festival is really top notch. The vendors are great. It's really a top notch festival for a reasonable price with ever all the accoutrements you want. Now there is drawbacks if you do go to summer camp music festival. And you are not a VIP. Even if you are a VIP, you are not allowed to bring outside alcohol in. So there is that right. extra expense. And when you're in your teen, late, late teens, early 20s, mid 20s, hell, even early 30s, let's not kid ourselves. When you are doing that, you want to save as much money as you can on alcohol because alcohol is going to be very prevalent in your weekend. And you don't want to have to spend... $30 for 12 beers at the general store. And you certainly don't want to spend seven to $9 out on the grounds. Now you do get discounted beers in the VIP area, but it's just $3, which it's great, especially if you're a Mo fan, because it's right by the VIP area is right by the Mo stage. You can just kind of check in into the VIP, buy your VIP drinks and hop back over while the rest of the schnooks are get paying the seven or eight bucks for this beer. So there is that. Um, so there are things really, but overall, though, if, if alcohol is not a big part of your vibe, then Summer Camp Music Festival is really a no-brainer. If you can do it, do it. Now, like I said, I got some other things planned, but we'll see. So we just wanted to give some love to Summer Camp, and they seem very optimistic that that is going to happen in August on the historic August 19th through August 22nd. So, Vig, I actually also wanted to, to bring up, because we during pre-production, we talked about your dad's death a little bit. And I said, well, why don't we wait for the show? Why don't we wait for the show? Because essentially, we want to have these kind of real conversations on air. So uh, we can kind of get into that a little bit. And I guess it's actually based off of the podcast I did by myself. James Baldwin solo on you actually did that on the on the day my dad died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I mean it's kind of fitting, you know. He it's James yeah, the other day, yeah. I, I felt you know, I did the I did the one I did was the day that your dad died is a little yeah. Cool. Huh? You know, dude, you know, the the older the older that we get, we start to realize the coincidences aren't really coincidences, it's just the universe telling you something, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just a coincidence and you got to figure out what the coincidences are and what the universe is trying to tell you. You know, that's basically that's life in general, man, which what if. All right. Let me start listening to the universe and let me try to figure out. Is it the universe or is that just random coincidence? Yeah. What's well, free will and what's fate? That's a little bit of a heavy conversation to get in here. Yeah, I. 
I didn't really mean to like, I noticed like when I talk to my friends, like anytime I bring up like the death of my dad, I think everybody gets like super awkward and like, they like change the, try to change the conversation okay. to something about them. Not the thing that you, you're doing that or anything like that. Oh, I don't think like, I was I noticed that. that. Like, like, I don't know. Did you want to talk about it more? No, I mean, it's fine. Like, <laughs> well, it's not a comfortable conversation. No, it is. You know what I mean? It's like, because we don't know how you're exactly doing with it. You keep most of your emotions to your chest. And the thing is, you keep a lot of your emotions to your chest and you're very emotional. So it's, you know what I mean? It's not like you're this stoic, you know, oak in the middle of a, of a, of a heavy wind. You know, you're, you, you have a lot of thoughts and feelings. You think a lot more than most people. You have feelings deep feelings more than most people so you deal with that and but you don't really get it out a lot no. if i can be completely uh if i can make a pseudo psychological profile something i've noticed recently yeah i know it uh yeah you are you're right about that but um i don't know just the, mo- the mornings are tough I've, I've come to find that when the mornings are tough uh there's a lot of like reflection and stuff yeah and uh you know, I lost uh, my hero, my mentor. So, yeah. two weeks ago. So, it's hard. Absolutely, man. There's nothing I could, you know, like I told you, the only thing I could tell you is getting it's easier every day, but it's never easy, you know. <laughs> anytime yeah, it, it anytime it creeps in. I mean, it took me years to listen to Box of Rain without crying. Oh Shoot. yeah. And it always seemed to be played at the most opportune times, you know? I mean, we were, you know, I think you were there. Yeah. It was that gathering of the vibes 2008 and uh, fucking Phil closed with it on Saturday night. And I was just like in the middle of having a best time ever, really having a great time with Newman, you, Brad, like that whole crew. And then Boxer ain't it. And I just had to be by myself and cry, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was, I just, uh, you know, a couple months later. Sure. I just noticed that like, uh, like songs will come on that never really like was a big deal. But then I'm just like, man, my dad was into that song. Like that, and it, this morning it was that Hall and Oates song. How long has this been going on? <laughs> it's the number one song in 1983. What was, which song was that? I, I, I uh, know their hits. It was Hall and All. Like, uh, Hall and All, so yeah, yeah. Man Eater. Man Eater and I Can't well, Go For That. Sure. Sure, those are the big ones, but they they did one. I don't know their deep cuts, homie. How, how long? Yeah, it's a deep cut. Yeah, I don't know deep cut, but that but that's amazing that that deep cut means so much. You know what I mean? To your, to your dad, there's a deep Jackson Brown song that'll always remind me of my father, and it's uh, "Rock Me on the Water," which is kind of a pro Christian song that Jackson Brown wrote back in seventies, early seventies, and my dad used to always sing it and play it and loved it. So. I get you, man. It's going to be, and that's going to happen. And, you know, I mean, again, I remember very, very, very vividly, you know, being at work, tinning paint and needing to go to the bathroom because I had to cry. So it, it's going to happen, you know, and own it and acknowledge it. And then it might be a little easier for you, but who the fuck knows? You, good feelings help. You know, I can give you what I can feel and I, I can give you the empathy and all the stuff that I'm feeling and trying to help you, you know, but at the end of the day, this is heavy lifting. You got to do by yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's the thing, and like you're really one of the only friends out, out of any out of our group that that lost his father up in, until me, and you know, mo- you know, like the two Deckers, their their dad's still living, Brad's dad's still living, yeah, you know, Ju- Julie's is and stuff, so they don't really like know how it is. 
to yeah. feel that sense of loss, you know? Um, yeah. And that there is something to be said to be able to share that with somebody um, grief. And that's why there's grief counseling and all that shit. Um, you're, the, the one good thing is, and this is what always helped that, that always helped when I'm talking about my grandfather, but not about my uncle or my father. Uh, and honestly, if I didn't stop drinking, I would be dead early as well. Um, and I might still yeah. be dead early. I might still be dead early. Who knows? You know, I don't know what life fucking has in front of me, but I know I'm not going to, I'm going to do my best not to expedite that process. Um, you know, they both died. My, my uncle died. I think he was 60 and my dad died 57. You know, you can sit and say, you know what? Boom, dude, he had a good life. He raised two kids with a loving family, two good kids. Um, you know, he did everything he needed. He did what a man does and a good yeah. man does. And that's something that you, you can really hold on to. And you were able to spend some time with him and you were able to, there's a lot of things you, that could have gone a lot worse. So you can look at it yeah. that way, but it's still, you're still going to miss him. You're still going to. You know, I, I, I actually just, yeah, I just got, uh, I got a bunch of pictures from my aunt and she um, gave me some pictures and I just put them out in my house like three weeks ago. There's one right there that I just saw. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Never gets easy, obviously. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I, I can't really even look at pictures right now. Yeah, so. it's, yeah. It took me years to put a picture out of my father. Yeah, it's just dude, thirteen years. Yeah. I didn't really have one at the ready. I didn't have one that I was acceptable at the ready. You know, he didn't really. He never had a Facebook or anything. You know, he died before that was big. Which sucks because there's a lot of like performances of Class of '57 that uh, would be really cool. I got to see if anybody has any videos or footage of the class of 57 and I'm going to kind of rejuvenate their page for their fans. They had so many people that love the fuck out of them. A couple in, I only half of them are alive still. Cancer, hepatitis, COVID oh, guy just died a couple months ago, a year ago, not even, well, yeah, like eight months ago. So it's life, you know. Fuck, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we got to something. People, hey, by the way, don't... Bitcoin's up three hundred dollars today. Well, I'm sorry, I made three hundred dollars today. So you probably made a couple thousand. <laughs> Most people. That's why people won't talk to me about it because they don't want to like cross this bridge like that, or they that's can't. Awesome. They don't it's, have. A, they don't have that bridge. I do. You know, it's like, oh, there's that bridge. Let me show you. Let me show you this picture, dude. He's a fucking handsome dude, man. Look at that fucking picture right there. I don't even see it. Uh, there we go. See a little bit of there. Look at that picture. Yeah. And then yeah. and then drugs. And then me and my brother. <laughs> and then he became and he had a good life, man. He made a lot of money at some point points. But we were we were house rich. You know, we were, I mean, we were house poor. We lived in this really, really nice house, but we were broke all the fucking time until oh. my dad, until I was out of high school. And my brother had like the real cushy mid-teen upbringing where they were really hands off with him and they had a money all the time. <laughs> like, and I grew up, we, like, we were struggling. They were fighting all the time. Oh my God. I was jerking off to weird porn. 
That didn't happen until I was 18. Yeah. Out of this monitor over here. But if I like want to play like this, like I have this Hall and Oates song, I was going to play it for you to hear, but it won't. It'll go through my headphones, but it won't go through the monitor. So you oh. can't you can't hear it for some reason. I don't know. That's, so I have to kind of work on that. We'll get there. We'll get there, babe. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Select the speaker. I guess speaker real tech. Yeah. All right. Cool. Perfect. Now, can you talk something? Say something? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. So I can't hear you in here, but I can hear you there. That's fine. Whatever. That's perfect. All right. Yeah. Oh, I just was saying, uh, I'm just being really hard on myself right now. Trying the to reason like, to be. To, what, uh, what, what, why are you hard on yourself? What are you thinking? Well, like, I was like, I don't have a job now. I'm not bringing in any income, even though I make twice my weekly fucking salary on the market right now. That's when it's like, not, not, you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. And like, I hated that job. I, it was super stressful and I couldn't even see myself doing it post, post my dad's death. Like, I, I kind of like knew this was all going to happen anyway. So I just got rid of the fucking thing right before all of it happened. And then I was able to like spend time with my, my mom and do things that we had to do without having to worry about that shit. And now I get back here and I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself half the time. I want you, I want you to listen to me and I want you to listen to this fucking clear as a bell. Okay. You are not defined by your in money income on in terms of what you do for as a profession. You are defined as the person you are. So that being said, dude, you are comfortable right now. Why are you feeling guilty? You have thousands of, you have tens of thousands of dollars in the in, invested. You have you have some money saved as well. You will, you have put yourself in a position where yes, you could take some time right now. You could take a sabbatical, do something for you. You have that ability. Take advantage of it and don't feel guilty. There's no guilt here. That's fucking ridiculous because it's inbred in you. Oh, I have to be mad. I'm, a, I'm the same. I was the same way. Dude, my dad, and that's the difference between my brother and me again. You got you to gotta let that shit go, dude. You got to let yourself be like, okay, I'm comfortable. I can live the life I want to live, and I'm okay for now. We only go around this wheel once, dude. You're going to make money. This is the perspective about money. Money is one of the easiest commodities to come across. All you got to do is work. And when you need to, when your orange light is going, your legit orange light's going off, that's when you need to start worrying. Right now, you are so in the green in terms of where you are financially and comfortably. You're so in the green, you need to worry about the priorities, which is figuring out what, you're, where, what you want to do. You have a fucking blank fucking canvas to paint. You can live anywhere in the fucking country you want for the most part. You have skills, education. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right now, it's probably best if you just chill the fuck out. Give yourself another week. Say, you know what? This week, I'm going to chill the fuck out. I'll re-examine it next week. Don't give yourself any time. Let me examine it next week. All right. And are you do And in that week, make sure you're doing things that you have a passion for. Do things that's going to help you. Binge watch a show if that's what you want to do. If you want to just decompress, whatever the fuck you want to do, give go week to week. I if I were anything, I'm sorry, I'm so passionate about this. I'm like yelling at you. Uh, no, <laughs> fine. I actually needed somebody to do that, but 
<laughs> I didn't want to yell, but I'm not doing it in a way to be like, you motherfucker. I'm doing it like, dude, there's a lot of this. You are in a position to just chill the fuck out, mourn your father's death, figure out what you're doing with life. I was in this, dude, honestly, you're 43. I did the same thing when I was 30. Same fucking thing. Now, I didn't move, you know, I didn't move to Colorado or back, you know, I didn't move to the, across the country, but I fucking left New Jersey and left all yeah. my friends and left. I only had Brad and uh, Brad and yeah, a possible I know. You band just, I and my that. family. You just like popped up on the scene. Just, you just like popped up on the, I remember I went to visit Brad and he's like, oh yeah, so this, that's my boy uh, TJ. He's going to like move in next door. He's, he, you know, he's like, he's, he's a huge cheese kid and everything. I was yeah. like, it's like that second sentence out of his, he's like, he, he's so into the string cheese. I met him on the string cheese store, you know, and he, he's, he does what we do, you know, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you were just like popped up. I remember that you were like down on your luck and. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, this is, was the thing. It was either that or I lived with my parents and my father and I never got along since I was 14 Till he died. We didn't get along. We had a really good week. Um, when it looked like he turned a corner to get better. But then he his health took a major decline and he died. So we had a good week where we were cool, you know, and I wrote him a long letter, my which my uncle who passed away recently read to him. And, you know, it was a way for me to kind of mea culpa. You know, and yeah. say I really was a piece of shit kid. Often, I said a lot of hurtful things to him. Oh, sorry. It is what it is, brother. It's something I deal with, and I'm uh, better at it. You know, I'm better at acknowledging it, and uh, I didn't make his job easy with me. You know, that was probably the reason I, I always I would always claim I wasn't the favorite. My brother didn't say or do the hurtful things I did ever in his life. Yeah, well, you know, maybe 20 years ago, you wouldn't even be saying that now because you would be so full of yourself that you wouldn't even realize that. A year ago, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Ah, green tea and smoking a blunt. Awesome. Yeah, I got mine around here somewhere. Oh, it's over here. I, so I, I do like, uh, it's like a 20% THC, like 80% CBD. So I don't like, I can like puff it and I don't get blasted in the morning. So I can it's still like do laundry and shit. So it's really working out because this place was selling them for half price because he's like, I can't get rid of these. Everybody just wants to get high, like really high. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm like, I need to like have this stuff so I can like fucking function during the day, you know? And he's like, oh, well, I'm selling these for half price. Yeah, I need to give you like that. It's like head headband, headband and uh, CBD. So yeah. Oh, like I love headband. Headband's, oh, headband's my, 
my favorite. I, it really is. I get jacked seventy five percent THC with headband though. I don't do that twenty percent bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because like a lot of people are like that because they'll do it and they're like, man, I'm not even feeling anything, or they're like they'll feel it a little bit. But I like that because I'm like. Oh, yeah, you can, you can tell on your little, shit, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I can like go do laundry and like get like because if I get f- f- silly stoned, I'll be at the gas pump being like, oh wait, oh well, no, I'm not getting diesel. What, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like like shit like that. Like I, I can get like ripped uh, and not not be able to function. So it's cool to like kind of do like the the three to one or the twenty to one, like THC to CBD. And then CBD, like, it helps me. It helps, like, um, with, like, I, you know, I get, like, acute depression and stuff. I've, it's always it's always happened through my whole life. Is that when it just comes out of nowhere? Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. And That's I, I, that happens to me. For certain periods, just, like, you know, like a 48-hour period or, like, a 36-hour period. And then and you're not so bad, you know, or, like, you know, so. I, you and, know what? Uh, I really, mine's a little different. I get this, like, chemical reaction and it happens, and I noticed recently within the last week, it's mostly when I have this and I'm doing this. Oh, That's that when it happens very often. I don't know if it's because I'm used to getting those, like as you said, those endorphin shock or what have you. But anytime I look at the phone now, because I'm paying attention to what it does to my body, holy shit, man. I fucking hate my it's, – it's, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I despise my phone. Yeah. And I really hate the fact I have to be our social media marketing sometimes, you know what I mean? It's part of the deal, sure. <laughs> but it's probably just yeah. like, you have to go into that fucking cesspool, the sewer that I call that everyone's the king. Everyone's king of the sewer. Everybody's winning on there. So everybody's yeah. king of this as the great TJ Duddy wrote, everybody's king of the sewer and nobody changes their mind. I uh, definitely have come to find that since ditching a uh, majority of the social media platforms uh, that I'm in my phone a lot less. I'm judging myself a lot less and I'm a lot happier because I'm not always looking at what other people are, you know, how they're killing it or they're, you know, they, they had, you know, they, they're looking, their physique is a lot better or they like are better at sports or, you know, they, they have a girlfriend who's cuter than, you know, whatever, you know, and now that I've just separated from that and I kind of live in Vig's world, you know, except for my friends, uh, I'm, I'm a lot better off. And I, I've said that a couple of times on the podcast going through this, you know, um, it, I think, I think people really should just take, take inventory right now and like see where they're at. You know, they find themselves like on Instagram, constantly look, looking at everybody's best, moments and things like that uh, wondering where, where they fit into all this just just break away from that for a week two weeks um cut cut out and, and kind of just de- detox for uh for a little bit I, I like to call it and uh you might find that um you're a lot better off and uh I, I found that I was a lot better off and then I started to take more and more breaks and then I just ditched it on Halloween 2019 and I haven't looked back. So, yeah, like I said, you were one of the ones, and you were again, even in 2019, you were one of the first people, even years before. Like, I'm, you were already kind of had at least an entire foot out of the water of social media at that point in time, anyway. Sure, and it did come from like from transporting from East Coast to out here to Colorado, where there was a whole nother 
hey, look at me, look what I'm doing. Like we're killing it here. We got the limo to Red Rocks and the did it. And it's not that I wasn't doing some of that same stuff. Oh too, yes, you but, were. That was the uh, ironic part because you were shitting on those guys doing that. When you were on the East Coast, and then you get back and you did the same thing. <laughs> and then I think there was like a different type of shitting going on, and I felt that. <laughs> oh no, it was different. Was kind of, well, it had its big flavor, but it was yeah, yeah. it was the same. Like oh, I, you know, I just don't. You know, it was kind of like yeah, I don't know that East Coast vibe, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? But you're know, right like, about it. Not that you were wrong about the East Coast vibe. Sure, and actually <laughs> by any stretch back, of the imagination. <laughs> yeah going back there these last couple of weeks to uh, kind of picked up on it. It hasn't gone away there. Um, it's still nah. definitely there. But, yeah, uh, there's a, um, I like Allentown and I like the Lehigh Valley a real lot. And it's, and I think it's been proven. It's one of the best places to live in the United States. So I really like that. And it's also growing leaps and bounds. The amount of businesses that have been building, and I'm talking billions and billions and billions of dollars of infrastructure in the Lehigh Valley over the last five years has been incredible. And I can tell you that because Firsthand, I bid on over $500 million in projects. And that's just little old me being a sales guy, being a, a yes, being a paint, a paint salesman. So I can tell you firsthand, Lehigh Valley is blowing the hell up. It's got easy access to Philly and New York. It's got its own international airport. So as my, so I do love the Lehigh Valley. And my house also is worth fifty thousand dollars more than I paid for it, so that's good. Yeah. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's the idea with that, and that's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about just doing inventory. I got my own house, which I have a shitload of equity in already. I got investments all over the place. You know, I have moderate amount of decent money in the bank. I don't have to work right now. I don't have to. And I don't feel guilty because I'm not sitting around smoking. Well, I am sitting around smoking weed. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not not being productive. I'm going to school. We're doing two podcasts. We're producing podcasts. We're now producing videos. A lot of things right. that are happening are because I have an opportunity right now before I start my new career in the medical marijuana field. I have a lot of time to go after this. You have the same opportunity. I encourage you. I know we're kind of going back to something different. You know, but that that just was something that just came to my brain. You know, I just think yeah. you got to look at that. Well, it's uh, you know, it's working as a shit show right now. E everything is kind of a shit show because of uh, the changes in the economy and the pandemic. Customer service is a shit show. Trying to get something delivered is a shit show. Um, you know, getting things done as far as uh, having people come and do work or things like that. It's all a shit show right now. So if you don't have to do it. It, it's really a good it's really a good time to kind of sit on the sidelines and wait this one out because you know that i've noticed just uh, within the, like the last couple of days is that even like the positive spin is kind of catching on in the media a little bit they're seeing that the vaccines rolling out and there's more and more vaccine becoming available johnson and johnson has come out with this one shot deal that's it and it's gonna be available uh in a matter of days really um so we really could start seeing this herd immunity starting to take place a lot sooner than later, which could mean like 50, 60, 70% capacity at live events, uh, concerts come back, cruise ships, people and being able to enjoy themselves um, because we, we've really been missing that up into this point and it's really seriously affected, especially our youth. You know, imagine if it's been tough with you as, as, as being a 40 something, 
I mean, imagine being eight in this. Imagine being six in this and not understanding like really the whole big concept here that's going on, you know, and uh, that, that's really affected a lot of our youth and they might not get some of this back. So, uh, you know, the fact that we're starting to move forward here a little bit and uh, I, I just just wanted to reiterate that, that it finally seems that like, you know, the media is going from this like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. We can't do that. We can't let our guard down to like more like, well, you know, I think we're going to start being able to do this now and things like things are going to be happening here now. And, uh, you know, and that might actually make it a little tougher to get this stimulus pushed through because a lot of our elected co congressmen and senators are going to say, well, how much of this money do we need to keep pumping into it with stuff coming back? You know, do we keep needing the right $1,400 checks to people, uh, you know, who qualifies for this? And, uh, it, uh, it remains really to be seen, but I, I feel that this week, above all, it's like we're starting to really, I'm starting to see that we're making some headway here.